take your medicine. Medicine Remix, listen to one of your mixes. I'm like, wow, nice, mind-blowing. The way that you connect all of these very intricate and seemingly disconnected elements to create this just beautiful montage is creative, artistic, fresh. It's amazing. So keep doing what you do. I'm definitely coming back to listen more and more and more. Love what you are doing within this channel. Mixing in your passion of the medical world with hip hop has really sparked something inside of me that I kept wanting to listen to you throughout each week. And um, it really must have struck something to me because I myself was never into the medical world or ever interested in that before. So yeah, something must have happened there, which is awesome. It's like being a fly on the wall and listening to an intelligent conversation about the medical world. And it's just different. I just love hearing it. It's just really real. Yeah, keep up the good work. Love the show. Medicine Remix. You guys are the coolest doctors. Do people know at work that you guys have this podcast? I kind of wonder. I bet they're just like thinking you're like the dopest people in the practice. I just got onto the uh, Medicine Remix. Man, you guys are rocking it, rocking it steady. Yeah! I like the mixes, I like the topics, you, know, you guys are really like superstars, you know, real life superstars. Oh, thank you. Keep it coming. You guys are killing it, man. Medicine Remix. I don't know where to start. You guys are geniuses. Talk to them. It's beyond refreshing because your segments also are enlightening and educational. Come on, I, I just can't even. There are no words. I just wanted to stop by to say thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I finally favorited your station because I thought, you know what, after all this time, you finally deserved it. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix <laughs> on no other place but here on Anchor. Sable. Thank you, thank you, thank you for featuring me in your latest remixed. I am thrilled. You've made my day. I love what you do. As I've said, I think you guys are genius. And you found out somewhere along the line that hip-hop makes you happy when you're working. Well, hip-hop makes the patient happy too. And it has helped me in ways that I can't even explain in my healing process. So thank you, thank you, thank you for recognizing that. You keep on vibing and reviving as much as you can, as often as you can. Thank you so much again for featuring me. I will continue to keep listening to your station. You keep rising and soaring. Happy New Year's to all of you and all that you continue to do in this world. I appreciate you. Take care.
feeling no pain. Medicine remixed on no other place but here on Anchor. Recall an experience that you had in medicine where you truly felt for the first time that you actually helped a patient, but it had nothing to do with what you learned in medical school. Mm. Probably one of my first really vivid patient mm -hmm. experience it was my first rotation of our third year of medical school. So mm -hmm. for the people that don't know what medical school is set up like, the first two years, for the most part, you're kind of in the books. Uh, you're right. like, you know, trying to learn this shit. You practice with some fake patients. Right. And are you experiencing any discomfort? Just a little burning during urination. Okay. Any other pain? The haunting memories of lost love. So when you're dealing with real patients in your third year, you kind of have an idea of how to organize your questioning and right. your exam skills and, you know, that kind of thing. So it was probably my first week, man, of my medicine rotation. We all follow like one patient or two patients for the team and you, right. you, you learn from that patient and that's supposed to be the right. way that you learn about the human body by attaching these disease processes to real people. Right. So anyway, we all had to like pick a patient and there was this one AIDS patient actually that had like a bunch of stuff we studied in the books mm -hmm. and was like actually known to be kind of rare and like everybody wanted that patient. There was like three people on the team right. and they were going to sign it like right after lunch mm -hmm. and like I was late. Uh -huh. So basically I grabbed the quote unquote short straw mm -hmm. of a patient. Um, okay. Hey, this is news to me. This kid that I had to follow, he was like 20-year-old black kid, basically my age mm -hmm. at the time. He was a really sick guy, actually. He had this crazy issue where basically they thought that his kidneys were the reason that he had these super high blood pressures. Mm -hmm. You know, a normal blood pressure is 120 over 80, right? Mm -hmm. Give or take. And this kid was like 250 Jeez. over, it was ridiculous. So Whoa. basically they thought the kidneys were the reason for this. They took the kid's kidneys out. And he was just in and out of the hospital, man, throughout basically his childhood. Mm. So this kid was notorious for just leaving against medical advice, mm. AMA. I don't have to take this. I'm going home. <laughs> You know, just being a, a bad patient, basically. Mm -hmm. I had to take care of this guy, be responsible for right. presenting to the team. And I went in the first day, man, and his grandparents were in there. And I come in and they basically train us in medical school to like talk a certain way. So uh, I come in and I'm just like, I'm the medical student. Right, uh, right, right. Uh, Generic you know, introduction. Yeah, can I uh, ask you a few questions? Right. And before I even like go into that, I walk in the room and he just goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then I said my generic sentence yeah, yeah. and his grandparents are just like, be nice. Be nice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh shit, this no. is already not yeah, going well. Yeah, not fun. And you know, I'm like, can I examine you? And right. he goes, you got five minutes. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. Oh God. This is bad. Yeah. This is, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> like, I can be your best gonna, patient interaction. Yeah. So I'm asking them questions like, you know, what brought you in today? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. you know, just how they teach you, yeah, like, yeah. like white ass voice. Yeah, yeah. And it's just not going well. I'm yeah. just like, all these things that they told me would work are yeah. just like it's blowing up in my working. face. Why isn't this working? I'm asking him like two or three questions. I'm yeah. like trying to listen to his heart, even though I don't know what the hell is happening. Right, right. And he's just like, man, you got a minute and a half. Whoa. And I was just like, shit. Look at his grandparents and they're like, yeah, you better go. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. so I'm like, damn, that really didn't go well. Yeah.
So the next day I come in and you know I'm just like this is gonna go terrible. Yeah. But let me try something else. He's in there by himself now. Yeah. I see uh, he's got a pair of Jordans sitting at the bedside. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's, that's a dope pair of Jordans right there. And he just like looks at me like with this like, uh, yeah. you know, who is this guy? Right, right. And then I'm asking him, oh, you play ball? And he's like, nope. Like, all right. It's like all one word answers. Right. I'm like trying to connect to the kid. Right. And I'm like, oh, what kind of music you listen to? And he just like gives me that weird look again. Uh, yeah. And he's like, rap. And I'm like, oh, what are you, a Soldier Boy fan? And he was like, hell no. Man, you corny. And I'm like, all right, so who's your favorite few rappers? Like, name a few. Yeah. He was like, Jada Kiss. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, you hear his new mixtape? And he gives me that, yeah, that yeah. look again. And I'm just like, it's pretty good. I was like, you haven't heard it? Yeah. And he was like, nah, I didn't hear that. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll bring a CD in for you tomorrow. Yeah. And he didn't have like a disc man or anything. Oh, shit, what is that? Yeah. I didn't have a disc man at that point. Like, yeah. the, the disc man was obsolete. This right, was right. still like, you know, iPod. Yeah, right, right. So I went out and I bought a disc man. Like, Five bucks. You still sell like, them? Yeah. Where's my Dr. Dre CD? I have no idea what you're talking about. I was surprised too. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know if they're gonna have this. Yeah. So I brought him a disc man with like a few random mixtapes and yeah. a few classic albums. Nice. And I was like, oh, here. And started like kind of bonding. He was like telling me about how he was feeling. The right. kid had to go to dialysis, which is basically like getting your blood filtered by yeah. a machine because you don't have kidneys yeah, or your kidneys are injured. Real life. So every now and then I'd like come by with my laptop and we watch a few Freestyle Fridays. They think I'm spelling Iverson when the beef all done, cause he'd be on IV in the ER, son. I was able to kind of use hip hop and actually get to know this kid. Right. Uh, like, and what he was interested in to basically understand who he was, what he was going through. Right. And then basically it came down to one day where we're all in a meeting, all the residents, mm. the medical students, and they get a page from one of the nurses that's mm. saying, you know, this kid's about to leave the hospital and, you know, he needs to go to dialysis tomorrow. Mm. And Which he could die. He, die. he could die if he doesn't, he doesn't get it, basically. So he was just fed up with being there? Yeah. And so me and one of the residents like run up there Mm. And we're in there and like the nurse and the resident are just like going at them. They're just mm. like, you can't leave. Mm. If you leave, you're going to die. Mm. And like saying all this shit. And I'm standing there like, oh my God, you really think he's going to yeah, stay right now? Yeah. And so I try to interject, mm. you know, thinking that you know, maybe I could be the hero and save the day. Right. And I'm just like, yo, can I talk to him yeah. for a second? You know, just me and him. And it, he looks at me, he's like, you ain't nothing to me. Whatever you want to say, say it to me right now. And I was just like, oh, God. Yeah. I was just like, can you guys just give us a minute? Yeah. And so they, they bounced, and I'm just like, listen, man. Don't think just because I made you listen to a few rap albums, yeah. we watched a few freestyles together, that I know the first thing about what you went through and what you've been through and what yeah. your life has been like. I'm not saying any of that, yeah. but all I'm saying is I really want you to stay because I really think that you need to have this dialysis thing done tomorrow because this is your life, man. Yeah. This is your life. I was like, what's so important that you need to leave? He's like, I just got to take care of some shit. I got to make a stop real quick. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? What are you going to go kill somebody right now? I'm like, Murder. this is, yeah. I'm, just like, movie. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, don't do this. Just don't do this.
and just stay. Get this done tomorrow, and then if you really can't be here, then then go. Right. And he was like, man, where are those papers? I'm out of here. You know, I, I thought after that, yeah, that yeah. brilliant speech yeah, yeah. And the Oscar goes to that I came up with connected. off the cuff. I was connected. just like, there's no way he can say no. Yeah, this yeah. is so good. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, he was like, where are the papers, man? I'm fucking out of here. And I was just like, I was like, all right, man. Yeah. Roll credits. So I go out, I tell them, you know, I tried, yeah. and it's not going to happen. They're like, all right. So we have the papers, we go in, and he's lying in bed, and we're just like, here are the papers, man. No, sorry, you decided that. And he's like, man, I ain't going nowhere. And it just kind of brought a smile to my face. And I was yeah. just like, thanks, bro. You made the right move. Yeah. That's the end of that story. That's crazy. That's that shit that you just don't learn. And it sounds so basic, man, but I don't think people realize like that interaction, for that to happen, A, you had to have given a damn but more importantly the amount of like social skills that went into that i don't think people realize how lacking that is yeah from most people not yeah. just people we went to school with most medical schools yeah. we see it now like, at the hospital but uh man, that's awesome hopefully that guy's uh a handling his business whatever he had to leave for and uh b sticking to his treatments and whatnot thing that's like so interesting too man just about the words and we've talked about how powerful like you know words can be and how you know these things that we kind of right. just gloss over as because it's part of the vernacular it's part of the lingo like the practice of medicine being this thing that we talk about right. that should that very deliberate choice of that word practice is like how inherently no, sure. humbling like this field is because you're never going to be an expert at it. Like there's this line in the movie, The Big Sick, where, you know, the mom is talking to the boyfriend, Kumail Nunjani. I don't know how people do it when their family's sick. My Uncle Lou, he got cancer. Then he had a stroke, then a heart attack. Then he had a recurrence of the cancer. You know what killed him? Cancer. Car accident. We think maybe it was a heart attack while he was driving and he did still have cancer too. And you know what? He ate sprouts his whole fucking life. Hadn't had a yolk in 30 years. I don't know how I'm gonna sleep tonight. You wanna stress eat? Fuck yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> She's great, you know? Yeah. I feel good about the surgery. And Kumail's like trying to comfort the mom, saying like... Yeah, me too. These doctors know what they're doing. No, they don't. They're just winging it like everybody else. And there's so much truth to that, man. But, you know, to the point about words, the point I was trying to make is this idea of caring, you know, like the care, the care part of healthcare, like how important of a word that is and how that's something that's like so individual, man. Like that's something that can't be scaled. Like you're saying, I just don't realistically have the time to call every patient. But this idea of like, you know, caring for another human being and the fact that you had right. the reaction that you had because that is your job is to care. However you want to take that word and whatever you want it to mean, that's your job is to care. And for people that care and are doing their jobs well by caring for another human being, that's going to hurt. And if it doesn't, just like we talked about in the same way that like not being nervous right. before surgery, it should be concerning because, you know, that means you're overconfident and, you know, some shit might pop off that you're not ready for. But to have like a healthy dose of 
about fear is important, but empathy, like that is like one of your biggest superpowers, man, and all of ours for that matter. The ability to like recognize when somebody's going through something, and especially if you've been through that thing yourself, like to truly be empathetic and be like, hey, I've been through this. I know right. this is a tough time. It's, it's medicine, and like empathy is medicine. This is a journey into sound, a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. The last point that I wanted to make is just this idea of, you know, not being able to like scale our very precious asset that we all have, especially medical providers and healthcare providers is time. Uh, but I will say until now, because uh, I really think, man, this audio thing that we've stumbled upon yeah. and we just happen to be disproportionately better at this medium than anything else and what the power of the human voice does and what the power of, I mean, I'm just imagining like long term where we could go with this. If you can imagine being able to scale your doctor by being able to capture their voice so that after you're discharged from the hospital, whether it's from a knee replacement or from being hospitalized for your bipolar disorder, your doctor, you being case study number one and me being case study number one for those examples to essentially talk to your patient in the aftermath, record your voice. And if it's their fucking Alexa briefing, Here's your flash briefing. that's like how we're living life in like five to 10 years where the majority of people are interacting with, you know, smart speakers and Searching. shit like that. And they're listening to their doctor every morning, like take your medicine, you know, did you take your medication and having different modules to right. be able to like scale that unscalable thing which is your time uh, and in the same way for me to be like talking them through their recovery through their, their particular surgery to like hear your doctor's voice and how powerful that is Who's the doc that he told you to go see and instead of like reading a bunch of words yeah. with, uh, that's know, my favorite poorly photocopied yeah what? no one's gonna fuck this is like 2018 yeah. and we're still handing out fucking photocopied yeah. sheets of paper seriously no one has fucking time to read that shit ain't nobody got time for this or the interest and like you know we're talking about how the attention span is dwindling what the hell was that all about back then and especially like in the pediatric population the child and adolescent yeah. population and you know what i saw in the pediatric orthopedic population and you're giving yeah. these kids that are on fucking snapchat and instagram like 24 7 yeah. you're giving them this piece of archaeology yeah. damn son where'd you find this fossil that is the piece of paper so now the real question is, who put those fossils there and why? So I really think that's going to be a huge thing that's not only going to like disrupt the patient education space, but also about right. like how much better of a patient experience that is yeah! overall. Like my doctor provided me with these, you know, very simple fucking tools of literally them just like talking to me, talking right. me through my experience through my disease huh. as my doctor, you know, and to have like different modules for different things. And I think that's really where we can both make an impact, man, and really be like disruptive innovators that medicine and healthcare need on a global level. And that's where I see this going. Yeah, I no, going. I, uh, I yeah, agree. I, mean, I, I think it's. I'm about to do a way different. I am just an icon living. I am just an icon living.
This is so stupid. So I was just thinking of, I think I told you this. I had a patient who, well, he's not my patient anymore because he's older gentleman and I don't have too much contact with the older population for the training I'm doing now. But um, he had all these physical limitations, so he couldn't go outside. And he had a bunch of liver issues and just a lot of stuff, dementia. And the wife kind of in passing says to me, you know, this is going to sound crazy. And I'm sure people say this to you, like, oh, my joints hurt more. Like when, you know, it rains or whatever, you know, like barometric pressure changes and shit. So, you know, she says to me, like, you know, when it's a cloudy day or it's like a really gray week, he just does really bad. Like he's, he cries a lot and he just gets very emotional. It's sounding very seasonal affective disorder, you know? And, and, you know, I started explaining to her like the importance of getting out in daylight. And she's just like, well, that's hard. And she starts explaining why. So I said, you know, have you guys looked into getting a light box? So I explained to her what a light box is and, you know, how many lux it needs to be and all that stuff. And she says, oh, I've never heard of that. That's yeah, that sounds great. So the next time I see him, she says, oh yeah, no, we didn't get one. You know, we, we just, we really can't afford it right now. So I completely lie to her and I say, you know something? I think my friend who's moving has one and he was going to throw it out. So I'm going to see if he still has it. And if he does, I'm going to leave it here in the front office for you. And she's like, oh, that'd be wonderful because it sounded like a great idea. So I fucking came home and I bought one. 50 fucking dollars that I don't have. Wow. Yeah, on Amazon. Bought it. And because I had to keep the lie alive, I had to like take it out of the box. Like, <laughs> you know, I had to make it look used and shit. So I took it out of the box and yeah, I think I might have put a yeah. couple scuffs on it. I think I was all in. Yeah. <laughs> I put a note on it. I left it up there. But the reason I bring that up is because like I had to like create a fucking story to like not compromise my quote unquote business ethic as a physician and you know buying something for a patient you know what i mean uh, and like it fucked with me because like listening to you now like at yeah. the end of the day it's about connection and care you know and how much more would it have meant to them or would it have mattered if i said hey look you know money's tight with me too but i really think that this is something that can help and instead of introducing another medication to an already complicated regimen let's try this but I can't because, God forbid, a patient, you know, say something to another patient that I bought him something, you know? Uh, but it's right, interesting because right. listening to you talk about like sort of creating that that same sense of compassion, audio version of it, you know, I think you're right. I, it's trying to reconcile that, you know, I mean, this happened probably a couple years ago when I bought that, but um, it bothered me, you know, that I had to go through all that shit. Fucking, I haven't had to lie to give 50 bucks away ever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it did kind of mess with me to try to find that medium where like, I'm the person you should want to care that much uh -huh. about somebody instead of me having to like fucking jump these hurdles, you know? And that's using my own money, my own resources. God forbid, using the healthcare system to get a patient what they need, you know? But yeah, I, I, I think yeah. that gap could probably be bridged at least to some degree. Yeah! I mean, customizing sounds very uh, almost pejorative, but customizing, not medicine, healthcare delivery. Medicine remix, you know? That means yeah. something. That means something to people. Dude, so I got this email. Hey guys, I just discovered what you're doing and you've quickly become my favorite anchor station. 
the nexus between hip-hop and medicine is one that gets me very excited because I also have a background in both fields and wish I had more time for the former. My name is Karin and I DJed for about eight years in Chicago before moving to Fort Lauderdale to attend medical school. I'd love to learn more about you guys. Where do you practice? How do you find time to keep up with the podcast and Instagram posts? I'm focused, man. Looking forward to following your progress and I wish you the best. That's pretty cool. Right? I think of it as like, you know, the X-Men, like that first movie, the X-Men beginnings of like all of these people that are kind of different, have these like, you know, superpowers are coming together to form a team. What is this place? And like just finding those people that supposedly have these powers and then creating a team out of them is like essentially like the X-Men story, right? It's the story of every great founding, of every great company, every great team, every great endeavor and enterprise. Yeah, I half kiddingly sometimes like throw around our algorithm of real recognize real. You know, that whole philosophy of if you see somebody else that has a certain gear or like, you know, a certain way of thinking, a certain style of thought, a certain sense of humor, a wittiness, a ability to like connect dots, like a creative mind in the context of an otherwise very stuffy kind of a, a space that medicine and like academia can be. Almost like it's like snobbish how it feels, but like when you can find that person that's, you know, real and raw. Damn, son, where'd you find this? You know, thinks like you and like talks like a normal person and is into like other stuff. You know, that person's not like everybody else. That's like a type of a micro X-Men kind of a, a come up story, right? Medicine remix. In the original like logo, you know, at first we had just like the medical cross, like just the, the standard red medical cross. Over time that changed because like I just felt, you know, that symbol was, it was there, it meant something, but it didn't really capture exactly like, you know, what we were trying to do. We kind of turned it. So instead of that plus sign, it's like an X. So it's the same red cross, but then we twisted and we were just like, holy shit, like that's basically like the X-Men symbol. So we kind of just created our own version of that X-Men symbol because we really like resonated with that idea of like these X-Men within medicine of like, you know, these people with these creative superpowers to do some good in the world through those superpowers, you know? So like we just tried to like run with that narrative, but I just feel like that has become almost like a, you know, like a bat signal. Yeah. I feel like what, what we've been doing with uh, Medicine Remix and hopefully as more people start to join Anchor and you know more people in medicine or that want to be in medicine listen to this and they're just like, that's the team that I want to join. Uh -huh. And I have these superpowers that I can contribute to making the world better. Like this right Fighting crime, if you will. You know, misinformation or like, you know, any number of things that we're seeing right now and like the information age just being drowned with all this information so it's like how do you cut through the noise to really not only inform people but empower them to live better but in a way that it's like in the same way that when parents are trying to give medicine to their kids they like have to like put it in something that tastes good like or banana yeah or, yeah i literally feel like that's what we're doing mm -hmm.
like in a very you know double entendre kind of way of like medicine remix. That that is a fucking medicine remix right there. That's a double entendre, baby. Like putting the medicine in something that tastes good. That's essentially what we're doing, right? Absolutely. Really, until the information age, until recent decades, school or the process of education and learning was all about informing, right? But now it's become informing, enlightening, and entertaining. Medicine remix. We're just conditioned to that now. We have short attention spans. So if you can grab someone's attention by packaging or delivering something in a certain way, it's all about those hooks. We've talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> You would attach yep. new pieces of information to old items of learning that already were there. Process that's, of learning. And that's also kind of like the process of a remix, right? It's mm -hmm. like taking what's already there and like repackaging it. Thing that drew me into hip hop was. It was just a rebellious music, you know what I mean? It was a ghetto folk that wasn't supposed to really have a voice. You know, we had just came out of the civil rights movement, the sexual revolution and all this and all that, and we in the ghettos and we, you know, we up. And here comes this music, you know, and it's the perfect description. This music describes us perfectly because it's not taught we at this point had poor education. It wasn't an affluent music. You know, we didn't really have access to a lot of instruments. It was a voiceless music. We have been theoretically robbed of our whole voice as a people. And we're just licking the wounds from that. So here's this symbolic art form called hip hop, where the music aspect of hip hop, it embodies us taking only what's there. We could only take from what's there. We had the records, that's what we used. That's what Flash used, that's what Herc used. That's what Bam Body used. We could only take from what's there. We didn't really have a voice, you know what I mean? But we had to use the talk. We had to use the rap or whatever, you know what I mean? So that's kind of it in a nutshell for me. That's the importance of it to me. Q-tip. Biggest piece of medicine they need. Just remix. Drop, 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 drop. remix, fam. Scary V. remix. Next big thing, get on it now. Appreciate that, brother. Thanks for everything. Medicine remixed on no other place but here on Anchor. you guys would please just like and subscribe uh anywhere you see anything medicine remixed like the shit out of it just click on it like doesn't cost you anything move your goddamn fat finger and click on it you're clicking all kinds of other shit at work when you shouldn't be god damn it yeah. um but uh but yeah we appreciate it and that's really you know the only surrogate market we have to go by and listen the other thing is fucking tell people about it man tell your friends about us tell your friends i mean i i'm always amazed man when people think people are famous like i've never been starstruck ever and the reason i've never been star starstruck is because somebody said to me once you know the only reason that person's famous is because you made them famous right i was like what are you talking about and they're like stop caring 
who the fuck that is yeah. watch how famous he is now and it's yeah. like holy it's like fuck we, you're right yeah, we give things meaning man. yeah absolutely and and we give words meaning we give everything man meaning. and like, when people when people think like oh you know my friend's an artist uh, he's the guy wants to make it big or whatever you know something fucking support that i mean if he sucks he sucks but if he's even halfway good man you make people famous i don't think people realize that you make things important and god damn it make us famous is what we're saying so fucking tell people no but my point is is that the only way this is going to get out and it's ever going to you know get you know grow any legs to it is if people tell other people about it. and listen if you don't like it thank you for suffering through it we love you and if you like it we'll fucking tell somebody man and to be real honest the feedback that we've gotten back so far fucking great man like uh yeah, we appreciate it and well, we're having a good time doing it and this is our way to be creative within a field that really is an art and a science sure. but art has been taken out of it yeah so you know for for creative people in medicine and there's a lot of them there's a lot of like super sure, talented man. people absolutely this could be a forum for those people kind of looking for a different right. way to express their craft through a more creative means medicine remixed only on anchor <laughs>